Hello again, and welcome to Landy's Taiwan Diaries. My name is Celia Landman, but most people just call me Landy. I've been an English teacher in Taiwan for 27 years, and in this podcast, I like to share with you some of my feelings and some of my experiences in Taiwan, and hopefully it will give you some information if you are thinking about coming here or if you just want to know more about Taiwan. First thing you must remember is that Taiwan is not Thailand, okay? It's further east. It's uh, just across the Taiwan Strait from China and south of Korea and Japan. Anyway, in the first episode, I shared with you how it came to be that I decided to come to Taiwan in the first place. So I believe we stopped the last episode where I was just settled. I had a job. I was legal. I had an alien residency certificate and life was becoming normal. So... A few things I want to share with you, a few stories. In those days, Taiwan did not have a metro. I told you that also in the previous episode, that now Taiwan is, a, especially Taipei, the capital where I live, is a very modern city. But when I came here in 1994, it was not like that. I remember living in the hostel for the first uh, few months of my stay in Taiwan. All the, most of the people who stayed in that hostel were foreigners looking for English teaching jobs. But it was very disorganized. It was nothing like it is today. Like some schools will just call the hostel and say, our teacher is sick. Do you have anybody who can come here? And then the receptionist will just write on the board, English teaching job today in this area. And whoever saw it first just asked the receptionist, where's this place? She will give us the, I must say that receptionist, I forgot her name now. She was extremely helpful. She will tell us where to go, where to catch the bus, where to get off. Anyway, so that's how it was in those days. It was, it was a little bit crazy, but we stayed in the hostel. I remember when I went for actually for an interview at the school I told you in the previous episode about, she told me, take this bus from here and get off there. In those days, they usually wrote down the address where you want to go and you showed this piece of paper to the bus driver and you made sure you stayed close to him, close to the front of the bus. And hopefully he will see you out of the corner of his eye And when you approach the stop where you should get off, he will remember you. If you feel like he forgot about you, you go forward and push it under his nose again to make sure he doesn't forget you. And that's how we got around. It was, uh, it was not easy because most things were only in, in Chinese. But I remember going up to the, for this interview and I looked around. I was standing, not sitting down. I was standing and uh, I, I saw every time I go somewhere, And I think it's near to the bus stop where I'm supposed to get off. And I start looking out the window, looking left, looking right. I saw the people near me, the Taiwanese people near me. They were kind of like trying to become as invisible as possible. Almost like trying to melt into their seats. And one night I asked the lady receptionist at the hostel. I said, why do the people, when I start looking out the window, why do they seem like they become scared? She goes, oh, I know. They are scared that you are going to ask them a question like, how close am I to this bus stop? And they are scared because they cannot speak English. Now, I must say that has changed a lot since 1994-1995. Almost all the young people in Taiwan can now speak English fairly well and some of them speak excellent English. So uh, that is not the same anymore. But that was, a, that was interesting for me. Another thing that was interesting for me in those days on the buses because there was no metro. The metro, they were, they were still building the first metro line that went from the Taipei train station north. That one was still under construction. 
So there were only buses. And the buses were wild. The drivers in those days were told when they start in the morning at, say, they start at 6 o'clock. They said, okay, your shift is from 6, for example, until 2 p.m. And in this time, you have to do your route seven times. So these drivers just tried to do their route seven times as fast as humanly possible. And it was, you, you, if you were on a bus and you didn't have a seat, it was like surfing a wild wave. Those drivers were speeding down the fast lane. And if they saw somebody at the bus stop, they were cut across four lanes. They just wanted to finish their seven seven times again changed completely now now the drivers are calm and they they just uh, drive like uh, like very calm bus drivers it's not by how many times you do your your route but how safely you do it so so that was also a, a very different experience i remember some of us in the hostel used to say have you ever tried to surf this bus or have you tried to serve this number bus? Because some bus drivers were wilder than others. Anyway, so only buses, no metro, but that changed not too long after that. Taipei changed quite a bit when the first metro line was opened. And that was an experience. But we'll talk a little bit about the metro later. I was then in Taiwan at that stage for, for more than a year. And I was fairly settled and teaching at my school and I don't know if you remember, but in the previous episode, I told you when I arrived in Taiwan, in my mind, I was still a traveler. So I thought I should stay in Taiwan for maybe two years and then I should then I should move on. So after about 18 months, I decided, OK, it's time to it's time to move on again. Just before I tell you about that, let me tell you in the beginning in Taiwan, when you arrive at a school, you did not have a, a steady income. The, the schools depended on how many classes there were. If you're a senior teacher, you can fill up your schedule easily. But if you're a junior teacher like I was, you get maybe one, maybe two classes, which is not enough to survive. So the first few months of my stay here, I actually borrowed a guitar and I stood on the street and I sang the few songs I could sing, like maybe it's just three. I just repeated these three over and over and hoping that the people would give me some of their change. And I must say the Taiwan people were very, very nice because I sometimes made quite a lot of money, even though it was illegal. One or two of the guys who were with me in the hostel, they got arrested for singing on the street, but I was lucky to escape uh, every time. I remember once I sang a song and a, a young woman, a businesswoman walked past and she actually stopped. She didn't turn around, but she stopped, faced the other way and listened to this song and when I f finished she put a huge amount of money in my little box which was actually enough to pay my rent for a whole month so I was lucky in that way anyway let's get back to me being uh, having ants in my pants and I wanted to move on so I decided from Taiwan I'm going to move to Japan I'm now going to t teach in Japan but before I went I thought maybe it's a good idea to go home first back to South Africa see my family so I quit my job in Taiwan. But before I, I did that, I went to the, the equivalent of the Japanese embassy and I got some information about English language schools in Japan. I went home and I wrote application letters to, I believe it was 30 schools in Japan and asked them, I'm an experienced teacher. I've got the certificate. I've taught in Taiwan for two years. Do you have any, any jobs for me? Come to think of it now, I was pretty stupid because it's very obvious when 
like when you go to another country to teach, I'm talking about now 1996, right? Today is different, but in 1996, they, it's better for you to be right there. To be right there, walk into the school and say, I'm an English teacher, do you need anybody? I can start tomorrow. But I was a little bit uh, of a dreamer. I went home, I wrote all these letters, nobody wrote back. 30 letters, nobody wrote back. I got all my references, everything in the, in the envelopes, nobody wrote back. So um, I stayed home, I believe it was for about six months. And then I decided, mm, I'm not happy here. Actually, it was more than six months. I actually worked in South Africa for a while. Maybe most more like 18 months. And then I decided, no, I must make a change. I was much happier when I was traveling and working abroad than at this moment in South Africa. So I decided to make a move again. Now, I'm going to stop there for this episode and we'll continue my story. But before we continue my story, first in the next episode, I do want to talk to you a little bit about Taiwanese food because that is the number one religion in Taiwan. So until next time, goodbye. <music>